Thank goodness y'all prayed it, and we got it covered there. If you will this morning, get your Bibles and turn with me to Acts chapter 16, verses 22 through 24. And we'll get there in just a moment, but it uh, will be there very shortly. I want to talk this morning about, ain't it amazing what praising can do? Ain't it amazing what praising can do? Paul practiced what he preached. Paul and his fellow Silas, fellow uh, labor Silas, praised God at midnight. And things began to happen in real. Now, I don't know if that was the actual 12 o'clock midnight or just the midnight hour. I believe it's just the midnight hour myself, just the area of midnight, because there's so much of things he brings out in this passage that is so good for us. I'm going to ask if you would to stand with us as we read Acts 16, verses 22 through 34. Listen to these words as we go through this. In 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 5.18, Paul says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now let's read the passage we have, 16, verses 22 through 34, if you will. Then the multitude rose up against them, and the magistrate, Chapter 16, 22 and 34, I'm trying to say. Chapter 16, 22 through 34. Now, as it happened, we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed of the spirit of divination met us who brought her masters to profit by uh, foretelling the future. This girl followed Paul and us. proclaim to us the way of salvation. And this she did for many days. But Paul, greatly annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out that very hour. But when her master saw that their hopeless prophet was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to the, to the authorities. And they brought them to the magistrates and said,
So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you, are, you will be saved. You and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him, and all who were in the house. And he took them at the same hour of the night, and washed his wife, and immediately he and all of his family were baptized. Now when, the, when he had brought forth them in the house, he set food before them, and he rejoiced having believed in God with all of his heart. Dear God, we thank you, Lord, for the passage that's in the Bible. Lord, sometimes some of the things that's taking place in the Bible, we have a hard time comprehending. It's real easy in this house to use several of the facts and make it very simple to read. Lord, we thank you for the courage of these men, Paul and Silas, and the rest that were with them as they did. Lord, we just thank you for the courage to stand up and face trials and troubles. And Lord, we need to each one of us to be that courage. For when trouble comes upon our lives, Thessalonians chapter 3, uh, verses, uh, chapter 5, verse 18, Paul wrote, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, I'm not going to ask you this morning, but how many of you have had bad problems in your life and just, you know, just, just things aren't going good for you and nothing's going right and you've lost your job perhaps, you've lost some money in some things, but just all kinds of things have come up. How many of you thank God? says here very plainly to each one of us, in everything, give thanks. He didn't say the best things about us, did he? Give thanks. He didn't say some of the things that you do, give thanks. He said, in everything, give thanks. Now, we've been fighting in my house for the last couple of weeks with the heater. Getting the flea bugs going out, or whatever it is. I'm not sure what's called this year, but that's something. Are we supposed to thank God for getting feeling better one day than he did the last day. Now, I don't know how it is around here in house, but when Judy, Judy got sick here a week or so ago, I mean, she lay on the couch most of the day with a blanket wrapped around her, and I think she had 94 degrees in her house. I don't have very hard bad weather, but she doesn't that way. But I better get off that so I get in trouble. But anyway, it's easy to praise God when it's right and you can see it. They have been walking down the center of God's will for their where did it land them? In jail. Now think about that a minute. They were doing nothing wrong but what God had told them to do, and they find themselves in the middle of a jail. Just in case you're not aware, the jails we have around here nowadays are almost like a motel room compared to what they had back in these days. In fact, most of the jails, if they didn't have people from the outside bringing them food, they had nothing to eat. Unless they could bargain for it inside the jail. So it was a totally different atmosphere. But it's in this context that God writes, in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When there's no ill health and no difficulty, you can praise God at the midnight to the end. Those days when Christ 
because your finances are what it may be. That could be your midnight hour. It doesn't have to be something we bring here. It could be anything you are facing and going through in the dark world. Again, understand that in the Bible, we're not only commanded to pray, Say, well, it's foolish for you for me to tell you to pray in a childish manner. First of all, he's the one that says, no matter where you are, stop and pray just for whatever you The reason that the reason is why when God wants us to praise him at the midnight hour, when we cannot see a way out. We can't see it. But when we begin to praise him, even in the midnight hour, something changes in our life. And God comes in and changes the circumstance. Now, it may be a week, it may be a month, it may be a year sometimes. I don't know. I don't know what you're going through. But I do know this. God says, I will be there in the midst of trouble. When the suddenness, when the bottom drops out of your life, we don't know where to turn to. Of what we're going to do at the midnight hour, you can start praising God. It's like Paul and Silas. They released the chains from their life. Now, I don't know if you were doing chains. I hope that's not the case. I don't know. Praising God at midnight will recognize the sovereignty of God. When you praise God at a difficult time, you're recognizing that God is in charge and He's in control. Sometimes we're tempted to. When we have problems, we, we must be at Adam God's will. Let's see the Bible does. In fact, I would safely say that the majority of the ones in the Bible that go through trials and severe trials, they go, why did God allow this? Why did God do that to us? Why did we put us through things like this? We're tempted to think that difficulties say to us that God is not pleased with us. But God is not blessed. sing the old chorus, Our God Reigns. He does. When we praise God, that's what we're acknowledging. The psalmist says in Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Did you notice he didn't say on the sunny days? He said in all days. He'll bless us. Paul and Silas were in the darkness during that difficult time. Their backs were bloody. They were taking strikes by hips across the back. We're bleeding. They were in stocks, hands and feet with their arms spread out, and their feet tied in these metal stocks that were, every time they moved, it scraped the skin off of them. They were in darkness. And Paul may have asked Silas, 
for a period of time. They begin to praise God at the midnight hour. Now, again, I don't know if it meant 12 o'clock at night. I think it meant the hour they're in. They're in a bad situation. But they had nothing to do about getting there. But anyway, they're there. They're not only those to praise, recognize the sovereignty, but also praise when you get So next time you have a challenge in your life, or a trial in your life, or troubles in your life, begin with taking it to God and say, God, what's going on here? What am I doing? What do I need to do? How do I get out of this? You see, the devil has come against these two men, and he had decided that he didn't like what God was doing through these two men. He didn't like them going around starting churches. He didn't like them going into churches and winning people to Christ and seeing them become Christians. Through them, he was going to stop that revival. They were thrown into jail. The devil thought he was eliminating the revival. He wasn't doing that. He just changed the focus. They started having revival down in the jail. In fact, the captain was jail. Maybe they had heard, oh, some prison, prison rules for that matter, but they hadn't heard 
this is what the Christian commentators, one of the first Christian commentators ever went to. that prison cell. It's two men. Well, I'm sure there's other prisoners too, but Judas reported to him. It was like the day before Christ, only Paul and Paul. The next, the text states in verse 26, so that the foundation of the prison was So that the foundation of the prison was shaken. Can you imagine what these other prisoners and people must have thought? God began to shake the place because his men praised him out. The people that he loved were in that prison. And they were going through trials. They didn't know how to stay in there. But all of a sudden, the foundation began to shake. Put those men in stock, he could torture them, not be an ally. He was tough. He was a man's man, if you will. Not the kind of man who came to Sunday school on Sunday morning, though. This is not the kind of man that you'd want to reach through ordinary methods. It is going to take a practicing case. There are so many people who want to reach. Thank you. 